Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast yes. this is the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli Oh, man, watching Harvard's president get chewed out today, chewed out in front of Congress over anti-Semitic protests on campus, and watching the FBI director get chewed out today because he wants to reauthorize the warrantless surveillance of American citizens. It's been a day, and uh, we're just getting started. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Great to have you with us just want to remind you december 15th it's coming up it's a week from friday we'll be at the grand hotel of cape may new jersey for our next live show make sure you join us for that friday december 15th okay i want to see you there it's 10 days away so make sure you are there for that and um the the ev battery plant in in michigan it's for it's a ford plant was named the worst economic development deal of 2023 Ford EV battery plant in Michigan named worst economic development deal of 2023. I'll give you those details as well as the show goes on today. Uh, And Hillary Clinton says that um, climate change is killing pregnant women. What? And their babies. What? 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 Climate change. Yeah, it's another one of the left's typical scare tactics about climate change. They uh, but at least they acknowledge that women have babies, I guess. So there's an upside. There's always a silver lining in everything, if you ask me. And on the uh, Ukraine aid, the speaker, Speaker Johnson, gives Biden an ultimatum on this, an ultimatum on funding Ukraine. And I'll tell you what that means and whether or not you're going to be happy about it and whether or not you're going to turn around and say this is a good thing or a bad thing. But let's jump right in it, shall we? And talk about what is, in fact, the most frustrating thing to me about the FBI director, Christopher Wray is that he is so smug. He really is. He's a smug guy, you know? He's just one of those guys, he's just, he, he, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. It's the way he comes across to me. Smartest guy in the room and just always has an answer for everything. And it's always about keeping you safe. You know, I listened to him today and every time he was asked about spying on Americans, warrantless spying on Americans, every single time, it always comes back to, well, I don't want to be the one to say to somebody, who, uh, you know, their, their, their kid was killed by a terrorist. I don't want to be the one to say to them, well, we could have done more, but we didn't do anything. And it, it's just, it's the kind of stuff that frustrates me about these guys whenever they start doing this stuff, which is to turn around and say that in, unless we shred the Constitution, shred the Bill of Rights, shred these things, that we have absolutely no way to keep you safe. And I just have a hard time believing that, considering that with all of the resources of this federal government, all the power that they have, all of it, the only way they can actually keep us safe is to continue to shred the Constitution of the United States of America. And I don't believe it. I, I, I don't believe it for a second. 
I really don't. I don't believe it for a second. I know that there's more ways they can do it. I know that there are ways that they can absolutely turn around and keep us safe because let's face it, you and I both know that with all the resources that this government has, they have been using them for political purposes. In fact, I'll play you a clip in a little bit of uh, Senator John Kennedy asking the FBI director, Ray, who made the decision to raid Mar-a-Lago for documents? I mean, Josh Hawley grilled Christopher Ray today, the FBI director, saying, you know, you fired no one, no one over the targeting of Catholics. No one got fired. No one. So you see why it is that when I when I hear these guys go on and on about how they can't keep us safe without shredding the Constitution and just completely destroying the Bill of Rights, I have a hard time believing that because they've used so many of their resources to target American citizens, whether it's moms at school board meetings or it's Catholics who pray in Latin or it's pro-lifers outside of abortion clinics, whatever, and or former presidents, the one, the former president, Donald Trump, they have invested so much of their time and energy into using these powers for political purposes that it's just hard for me to believe that they don't have the ability to really keep us safe. You know what I mean? To really keep us safe without further erosion of the Constitution. Because the Constitution, of course, is the guardrail that keeps the government in check. Without it, the government can do whatever it wants to people. Without it, the government can just completely spy on us and punish our political enemies, censor our speech, tell us what's real, tell us what isn't real. And that's what they're doing. I mean, they're doing all those things in spite of the Constitution. So now this reauthorization of Section 702 of the, uh, of, of the FISA Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, it needs drastic, drastic reform. Drastic reform. But we're not going to get it. Because at every single time the question comes up, it always comes back to, well, then a terrorist is going to win. Somebody's going to win and somebody's going to kill you. And, and then, and then you're, you're going to have blood in your hands. It's the old trick. Now, the old trick, it's like, the, and they're doing the same thing with Ukraine funding, by the way. It's, it's, well, if you don't give the Ukraine funding, then Putin's going to win. You know, and if Putin wins, well, then, you know, all bets are off. Then it's Europe and then he conquers America. And so you better write the checks. It's always about this existential threat that's out there. They bring up 9-11. They, they, they bring that up and they throw that in our face and they say, well, we, we have to be able to do this. We can't worry about warrants when we have a potential terrorist attack on our hands. But the problem is the terrorists nowadays are, are, are you, me. I mean, they're, they're patriotic, loving Americans who chant 1776 and have Betsy Ross flags and MAGA hats and love guns and all the other things that used to make us uniquely American. You know, used to drink Bud Light, for example. All those things. You, you're now the terrorist. And the government has all of these resources that we gave them in the name of keeping us safe that they've been abusing. And we know that they've been abusing them and nothing seems to happen. You had American citizens, the FBI abused their constitutional rights and spied on them without a warrant. And then Christopher Ray sits here, and I think Senator Mike Lee put it best when he said to him, you know, you have a lot of gall here to sit here and to say all these things. And he brought up the Fourth Amendment, and I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. Because when we're talking about American citizens, and I don't mean foreign, I'm not talking about foreigners. No one doubts the ability of the government to spy on foreigners. I, there's no, they have no constitutional protections. The Bill of Rights is not meant for them. I get it. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I don't, I don't believe in some existential human law that says that they have 
rights beyond uh, our country. No, I'm talking about American citizens. And every time the issue came up before the FBI director about spying on Americans, he kept going on about, well, we got to save lives and we got to save lives and we got to save lives. And finally, Mike Lee got very annoyed with him, got very annoyed with him and said, you have a lot of gall, sir. Let's begin there, shall we? This is Senator Mike Lee, cut number four. FBI and other agencies searched Americans' communications over 200,000 times, only 16 of which were evidence of a crime-only searches that returned information. I'd like to ask you to to give a a yes or a no uh, answer to these questions. Were the three related batch queries consisting of over over 23,000 separate queries relating to the events of January 6th, were those evidence of a crime-only queries, yes or no? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. The answer, what is, I can't, what, the answer is no. I, what I do I, know the answer. The answer what, is no. Were there 141 I, queries for the activists arrested in connection with the uh, George Floyd protests uh, here in Washington, D.C., evidence of a crime-only queries? Those were non-compliant queries. Uh, and again, they all predate the reforms that we've put in place, which, which before we— Which other reforms that ever, other FBI directors which, have told me about to, every darn year. If How I about may— 19,000 donors to a political campaign? The answer there is no. What about the query for a sitting member of Congress? The answer there is no. What about the query involving a U.S. senator, which for all we know could be any one of us? The answer is no. And so what what does that tell me? Well, what I'm hearing and what these data points all point to is that a warrant requirement or prohibition relating to, quote unquote, evidence of a crime only queries would not have been uh, something that would have prevented any of the most egregious examples of the abuse that we've seen under Section 702. So the FBI is already required to obtain a court order in some circumstances before accessing the contents of Americans' communications in the context of 702. They're already required for that in some circumstances. Since 2018, how many times has that requirement been triggered, according to government reporting? Do you know? Are you talking about the so-called F2? Yes. Yeah, uh, how many times has it been triggered? Yes. I think it, I think there've been two instances where I think is maybe the number. 100, 103, yeah. 103 times yeah. it's been triggered. And out of those 103 identified times, uh, the FBI should have obtained a court order. How many times did the FBI actually obtain one? Do you know? But that I think the answer is none. Zero. So you're telling me that the FBI has completely ignored the limited court order requirement that it's already subjected to. You have the audacity to come here, and you told us that getting uh, adding a warrant requirement to 702, even for queries involving U.S. persons on U.S. soil, that that would amount to some sort of unilateral disarmament. That You have a lot of gall, sir. This is disgraceful. The Fourth Amendment requires more than that, and you know it. Yeah, the Fourth Amendment does require that, and you know it. And here, here's, here's the other part about this, too. The Department of Justice blocked Google from informing congressional staffers they were spied on. All right, so, you know, when Mike Lee sits there and says congressional staffers, and hey, hey I'm a senator, maybe, maybe me as well. He's not wrong. The Department of Justice secured court orders to prevent Google from informing congressional staffers of the Department of Justice's efforts to monitor their communications, according to court documents. Legal group Empower Oversight released the five court orders Monday after filing a Freedom of Information Act request for the records related to the DOJ's previously unknown attempts to monitor the communications of staffers conducting oversight of the department. 
Empower Oversight founder Jason Foster was one of the staffers targeted by the Department of Justice in 2017. 2017 subpoena of communications. The the records related to DOJ's application for secrecy orders show this now. And I'll tell you what, when you also look at the Department of Justice's heavily redacted search warrant for Donald Trump's Twitter account, you can understand also why it is that the abuse here is very, very real and why they want to scoop up everybody. I mean, everybody who was involved with Donald Trump in any way, shape or form on social media, including you, if you ever liked to tweet or retweeted something. Quote, it is therefore ordered that pursuant to 18 USC G blah, 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 Google and its employees shall not disclose the existence of the subpoena to any other person except attorneys for Google for the purpose of receiving legal advice for a period of one year commencing on the date of this order or until further court order or whichever is sooner. It was a September 2017 court order. The document was signed by a U.S. magistrate judge in the District of Columbia. The Department of Justice investigation appears to be connected to the conviction of former Senate Intelligence Committee Director of Security James Wolf. He pleaded guilty in December of 2018 to one count of false statements and sentenced to two months in prison for lying to the FBI. For three years after Wolf's prosecution, the Department of Justice secured additional court orders to hide the Google subpoenas from congressional staffers. All right. The DOJ secured court orders from 2019 to 2021, preventing the release of the 2017 subpoena for Foster's records. Foster was Republican Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley's chief investigative counsel when he chaired the Senate Judiciary Committee. On October 19th, 2023, Jason Foster, founder of Empower Oversight, received a notification that the U.S. Department of Justice had served legal process on Google in 2017 for records of a Google Voice telephone number that connected to his family's telephones. Republican and Democratic attorneys were targeted by the DOJ subpoena issued on September 12, 2017. And this Department of Justice subpoena compelled Google to release names, addresses, telephone records, text messages, and additional communications from December 1, 2016 to May 1, 2017. And because the subpoena for Mr. Foster's records raises serious public interest questions about the basis for such intrusion into the personal communications of attorneys advising congressional committees who were doing oversight of the Department of Justice. Get it? So the very committee in the United States Senate that has the power to do oversight of the Department of Justice, those staffers were spied on by the Department of Justice. Because the subpoena for Mr. Foster's records raises serious public interest questions about the basis for such intrusion into the personal communications of attorneys advising congressional committees conducting oversight of the Department of Justice. The limited circumstances under which a court order may issue an order under this section raises the question of whether the claims the Department of Justice made to the court were true and whether those claims actually support the orders. The DOJ and Google did not respond to requests for comment by the time of the publication. So now you understand why when I hear Christopher Ray say that Everybody right now, if we don't expand this power, if we don't keep the power to just scoop up Americans and surveil them and everything else, we could be attacked again. You have to call BS on this. But you go, wait a minute, you're, you're using all these powers for political purposes. 
even to find out what the congressional committees doing oversight of the DOJ know about the DOJ. It's an intimidation tactic. And that's really what we've been watching, right? And what, what, at the very heart of the weaponization of government, the question keeps coming back to, why is it that this federal government keeps intimidating the crap out of its own citizens? Well, it's obvious why they do that, because that's what tyranny does. Tyranny intimidates the crap out of its citizens so that they don't get in the way of the government. That's not how it's supposed to work in this country, though. But whether it's, it's, it's the FBI or the Department of Justice intimidating congressional staffers or just moms at school board meetings or Catholics praying in Latin or whatever else, the goal is very clear. It's very obvious. And that is to make sure that they can exercise control over all of us at any time that they want to. And it, wasn't, it, it doesn't just stop with the average citizen. I mean, a, a former president of the United States of America is directly in the crosshairs of this Department of Justice. And on that point, the question that was asked today by Senator John Kennedy, who always has very, very lively things to ask. Uh, my favorite comment is still, you know, when he said, and the stripper likes you. But this is when he asks the FBI director, so who made the decision to raid Mar-a-Lago for documents? Take a listen. Primarily out of the Washington office. Um, I listened carefully to to your recitation of your efforts to clean that up. But I, I, I think most fair-minded Americans still wonder if there has been real accountability um, in, in all cases. And that, that's the spirit in which I'm going to ask you these questions. Who, who made the decision at the FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago for those documents? Well, I'm not... I mean, I'm not sure there's a specific person that made the decision. It was the investigative team uh, that was on that investigation, working with the uh, the prosecutors on the case. Why didn't you just do a consent to search and avoid all the drama? Well, you, but whoever made the decision. Yeah. Well, uh, let me try it this way, um, because obviously we are talking now about a. Uh, not just an ongoing investigation that's not just an ongoing investigation that's being led by a special counsel, but an ongoing investigation being led by a special counsel that's uh, in front of a court with uh, likely very strong views about what it is I can say publicly, which gets at some of your your gracious comments uh, about public commentary about cases. Um, but I think if you, in that particular instance, if you look at the affidavit in support of the search warrant, and more importantly, the pleadings that were filed uh, by the prosecutors in the case, they lay out uh, in a very detailed way all the efforts that were made to ensure compliance short of proceeding to a search, as well as, as now has been charged, actual obstruction of justice. And so in my experience, again, speaking more generally now, uh, both as a line prosecutor and now as FBI director, uh, when it comes to obtaining classified information, retrieving it, uh, we typically pursue the least intrusive means possible. But if those don't work, and certainly if there's obstruction of justice, uh, and which in this case as found uh, by a probable cause standard by the judge, then uh, it's pretty typical to resort to a search warrant. A search warrant of the former president of the United States of America. You see, you, you see what I mean about the 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 use of the government for political purposes, the, the guy who's beating the president right now, beating him in national and state polls. 
You know what I mean? So who made the decision? It, nobody knows. And nobody takes responsibility for anything either. It's the same thing when they asked him about, you know, hey, were there any FBI undercover informants? Anybody on January 6, 2021, the left side holy day? Anybody there in the crowd? Anybody involved? Anybody urging anybody in? They say nothing. They, not a word. It's a blip, zip, nothing. They won't answer the question. They literally won't even deny it. They won't deny that it took place. And that's the problem. There's a lot more on this, by the way. And we're only beginning to scratch the surface of this conversation today. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure that Section 702 will be renewed. Despite the efforts of those who are trying to stop the continued erosion of our liberties, it's just there are too many people in Congress who the minute that they hear terrorists, they just completely melt down. By the way, there's another hearing going on in Capitol Hill today. This is a proposed change to Title IX, which is the... Um, federal law that's supposed to protect women's athletics in college. Riley Gaines is going to be testifying as well today. And this is happening right now in the House of Representatives as we try to preserve and save women's athletics in this country from bio dudes who know that they can uh, just identify as a woman, don't even have to chop it off, and then they can go and shatter records like Will Thomas did it. Penn, for example. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Busy day. Lots going on on Capitol Hill. Don't go away. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. By the way, of all of the networks out there, only one reported on that uh, widely anti-Semitic protest in Philadelphia outside Goldie's Restaurant, the falafel restaurant in town. I'll, I'll share who that, which network that was for you, and um, maybe you can guess. But only one of the three big ones of ABC, CBS, and NBC. Also, when it comes to ABC Disney China, that is the parent company name, of course, uh, turns out that uh, Marvel's was the worst movie, m- worst grossing Marvel movie ever. Uh, Riley Gaines is testifying, Matt DeSantis. Why, Henry, why don't we uh, jump in here a little bit and hear Riley Gaines testifying on protecting title Nine, which is the protection of women in athletics uh, in college. Sending the female athlete to the hospital with significant facial and dental injuries. Injuries, of course, can and do happen when females are playing against other females. But allowing men to play women's sports increases the likelihood and severity of such injuries. That's one of the reasons why, for 50 years, federal Title IX regulations have allowed schools to offer separate teams for women and men when the sports are contact sports or involve competitive skill. In April of 2023, the Department of Education proposed a rule that, if adopted, would reverse this presumption. Under the proposed rule, women's sports aren't just for women. They're for anyone who simply says they are a woman, unless a particular school can demonstrate to the satisfaction of the Department of Education that that keeping a particular team female meets important educational objectives. The new rule mandates that every school in the country must demonstrate the unfairness of male participation on each specific women's team that they offer and develop rules that minimize harm to trans-identified athletes. But what about the harm to us? Who is working to minimize the harm done to female athletes? Let me be perfectly clear. A school that knowingly allows a male athlete to take a spot on a women's team or allows a male athlete to take the field in a women's game is denying a female student athletic opportunity. And that is sex-based discrimination and it violates Title IX, regardless of what the new regulations might say. It is my sincere hope that members of this committee, committee will take action to stop the Biden administration's illegal and administrative rewrite of Title IX. Of course, there is a place for everyone 
regardless of gender identity, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of race or what sports you play, there's a place for everyone to play sports in this country. But unsafe, unfair, and discriminatory practices towards women must stop. Inclusion cannot be prioritized over safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you. Boom. Look at that. Thank you. Um, Boom. Oh, wow. Mic drop moment from Riley Gaines right there. Yeah, it, it, so the, the, the ranking member, Lee, who went on and on about how Riley Gaines is transphobic, and Riley's point is, well, then you're misogynist, meaning that you are somebody who is um, uh, d- degrading to women. I mean, you're, you're degrading to women because, you, look, Riley's trying to save the ability of women athletes to be able to be women female athletes. That's what she's doing. How does that make her transphobic? Because she doesn't want men competing against women because they, they have an advantage, a biological advantage. But she's not transphobic, but you see, this is what the left does. They twist it. They, they turn it around into that. Riley Gaines is simply saying what we all know to be true. And you're not getting any women's groups today talking about Title IX. You, you have very few people who are actually even commenting on the fact that this is even a conversation right now. They don't want it to be. They don't, they don't want this, this conversation to be going on. They want to pretend like it isn't happening. But the, the, the question of how do you protect women's athletics, how do you protect them when you're also putting at the very same time women in a position that they're uncomfortable, they can face physical harm, physical violence, and it's a real problem. You know, 32 female athletes at the University of Oregon have filed a lawsuit against a school on Friday alleging the school violated Title IX. The lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court in Eugene, Oregon, accused the school of depriving women of equal treatment and benefits, equal athletic aid, and equal opportunities to participate in varsity intercollegiate athletics. Plaintiffs include members of the varsity beach volleyball team and the club rowing team at the school. They cite lack of facilities, scholarship opportunities, and brand likeliness as ways the school has failed the teams. They say no men's teams face anything remotely similar. Now, now, uh, now. These, these girls are fighting for le- legitimate, legitimate things, right? They want, they want good facilities. They want to be able to have chartered flights to the games. They want to have catered food. They want all these things. How is that any different from the women who are also fighting to say, we, and we just want girls to compete against? We just want, we just want to compete against other, other girls. How is that any different? You, you, either have, you either defend women and you make it a point to say you defend the right of women to participate in sports. And you make it so that they have the chance to compete fairly or you don't. But you can't have it both ways. You can't have it and turn around and say, well, you know, when it comes to the issue of making sure that women have good uh, locker rooms. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely. And if you say no to that, you're you're a sexist, you're a misogynist. But then when you say and we should keep dudes out of there, right? And we should keep like, you know, swinging schwanzes out of the locker room. No, 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 no. That they no that on that note. If you say that, you're a transphobe. You're transphobic. You go, what, huh? Yeah, if you want the locker rooms to be state-of-the-art, beautiful, shiny, and new, and just as good as the men's locker rooms, then that's good. And if you disagree with that, you're a sexist pig. But if you want the locker room to be free of dudes, then you're a transphobe. Got it? See, it makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Because as part of Title IX and protecting women's sports, it's an acknowledgement and recognition that there are men's teams and there are women's teams and riley Gaines said there's a place for everybody but you you should have to compete based on your biological sex no one's saying you can't 
live your life according to your truth. You know, if if Will Gaines, or not Will Gaines, uh, Will Thomas, Leah Thomas, was he was Will before he became Leah. If he competes on the men's team, but lives his life believing that he's a woman and dresses accordingly. I mean, that's his, that's, that's, that's his right to do so. Nobody's standing in his way to do that. Just a question of how do you compete in athletics? That's it. Very simple. And the, and the simple and fair way to do that, the simple and fair way to do that is to just say, you got to go by your body parts. You got to go by, you know, whether you got a package or not. That's what you got to do. But, you know, to think that somebody defending women's athletes, female athletes, is a transphobe, that they're transphobic, is the old trick of the left. It's the same thing with the, with the sorority that's suing to keep a biological male out of their sorority house. It's the exact same thing. The sorority women don't want this guy in the house. He creeps them out. He walks around. He's got, you know, sporting, you know, they just, they don't, they don't want it. And, and so they sued and they said, get this guy out of the house. And of course, the national sorority being woke, you know, they side with the, with the biological male. And then all these women are called transphobes. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Five minutes ago, we were all talking about the fact that we have to provide safe spaces for women on college campuses. Five minutes ago, that was the conversation. Now, not so much. And this is, again, where the left ties himself up into, into pretzel knots because uh, they'll scream about rape culture all the time on college campuses. And then when women say, we want a, we want a place, a house where we can all live, that there's no biological men there, then they scream at those women and call them transphobic. But wait a second, you, you, just, you just said that the rape culture is rampant. Why would you not understand their point that they don't want a bio dude living in their house. Well, no, 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 that's, they're being, they're being transphobic. So you can't have it both ways, but they always want it both ways, and that's, that's the problem. Uh, 855-839-1210, if you want to weigh in today and everything we were talking about. I'm also, I'm curious if you think that Christopher Ray is smug, because I certainly find him to be smug. Here's a question exchange here with Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Hawley was asking him the question of, you know, how come these target these Catholics were targeted? In addition to moms and dads at school board meetings being targeted, so were Catholics who prayed in Latin at mass, and uh, they were considered to be strict Catholics. They were also targeted by the Department of Justice. Nobody got in trouble. No one ever gets in trouble, it seems, when it comes to abusing the Constitution. Take a listen. Director, this is one of the most outrageous targetings you have mobilized your division, the most powerful law enforcement division in the world against traditionalist Catholics, whatever the heck that means, and you're just told us you, you have not fired a single person. I mean, here, it gets worse. Your Richmond field office, they thought there was nothing wrong with this. The House interviewed the head of the Richmond field office. He testified. It's all here in the public report. I refer you to it, pages 12, 13, 14. He testified he saw no problem with this. He said he thought it was fine. In fact, we have internal memoranda of the members of the field office high-fiving. One peer reviewer, another member of the field office wrote, I think this is a great product. I really enjoyed the read. Do you have a problem with systemic bigotry against Catholics in the FBI? No. What are you going to do about this? Are you going to fire these people or not? Those individuals have all been admonished, and it is all going Honest. into their, if you would let me finish my answer, it is all going into their annual performance reviews, which has direct impact 
<laughs> on their compensation, among other things. Oh, wait, 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 oh. stop it, stop it. They may not get the gift card at the end of the year. They may not get the $25 Wawa gift card. You got a bad performance review. Why? Well, you spied at American citizens. You intimidated them for being Catholic. So uh, you're not getting the $25 Wawa gift card. All right. Hope you learned your lesson. Maybe next year you'll do better. So when they open up the FBI Christmas card, it'll have, maybe it'll be the Jell-O of the Month Club. Name that movie. Yep. Not even paying attention, are you? Not even listening to a word I'm saying as I usual. I heard what you said. Not even paying attention. No, I heard everything that you said. If I look Jello at my, of the Month Club. I don't know the movie, though. Henry, no. Jello of the Month Club. Come on, you two. You're so lame. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Oh, is that from... Yes! I like that movie, too. I wanted to say that. I didn't think it was right. Clark was hoping, counting on a big bonus to get a pool, and he got the Jello of the Month Club. Oh, right, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Mr. If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. Remember? (laughs) I should have known that. You're right. That's a good movie. That's a great movie. It's one of the all-time best Christmas movies ever. It's no Home Alone, but it's up there. Uh, Well, I I know that's still your favorite, right? I noticed, too, on the cut sheet, I've got something on... Home alone today. <laughs> You're going to see that a lot now that the holiday season is approaching. If I see the name Kevin McAllister, it's going on the show. Sheet. You have a Google uh, Google alert for <laughs> Kevin McAllister set up? I don't, but that's a good idea. I'm just saying, you know, you could have that. I think I might set it up right now. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what. Uh, what 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 a what a what a hearing on Capitol Hill with this guy, this FBI. But there's more to this with Josh Hawley. Let's keep going. Go ahead. I see. I see. So the 60 million American Catholics who we now who now learn that your FBI has recommended that priests be recruiters informants. Your FBI has gone to priests, choir directors, but we're to feel better because you've admonished them for their wrongdoing. You again are conflating two different well, things. I'm not. When I am we taking are... your testimony where you said you do not. You said categorically, categorically, you said we do not. We do not go to priests and ask them about their parishioners. You said we do not. You didn't say we haven't. You didn't say we won't. You said we don't. As it turns out, you do. And you kept it from the public. You deliberately misled Congress about it. And the only reason we know about it is because a whistleblower came forward. I just That's fundamentally disagree with your characterization. Well, there's no characterization. The facts are the facts. And I fundamentally resent the fact that you have violated, if not the spirit, if not the letter, certainly the spirit of the First Amendment. And use your law enforcement agency against Catholics. In- yeah, but you know what? Again, they get a bad performance review. All right? Bad performance review, and that affects their Christmas bonus. So they're only getting the Jell of the Month Club. You spied on Catholics. You intimidated moms at school board meetings. You're getting Jell of the Month Club. All right? Hope you learned your lesson as you enjoy green Jell-O coming to your house in March. 855-839-1210. Friday, October 15th, we are back at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, live for our next and final live show of the year. And if you are looking for that perfect holiday gift for your family this year, book a holiday getaway at my happy place, the beautiful Oceanfront Grand Hotel in Cape May, New Jersey. They have something for everyone. For the kiddos, book the Grand's Holiday Family Splash Package and enjoy their huge indoor heated pool with a hot tub. There's an arcade. Delicious food at Hemingway's restaurant. Very family-friendly, particularly for breakfast, by the way. Huge portions. My kids love it. Holiday splash packages include complimentary breakfast when you stay two or more nights, stay three or four nights, and save 10% off regular rates. Book five or more nights and save 15% off room rates. Valid from December 22nd through December 28th. 
Well, ring in the new year in a grand way when you book the grand New Year's Eve package. This package is loaded with breakfasts and dinners all weekend and toasting in 2024 at the main event celebration in the beautiful fifth floor ballroom. There's so much more. It's hard to say it all on the air, but you just got to come and experience it and see it for yourself. I'm telling you, you're going to love Cape May around Christmas time. They, they go all out there. Everybody decorates. It's a huge thing in Cape May. And when we're at our next live show, which is a week from Friday, you'll see it for yourself if you join us. 3 to 7 p.m. live show. No ticket required. Just come on in and say hello. Bar will be open and you could stay the night before. You can stay that night. You can enjoy it. Make a weekend out of it. Um, either way, you're going to have a great time. GrandHotelKateMay.com. Always book direct with them for the best rates. And for all your midweek stays, make sure you use my name, Zioli. When you book, you're going to save 15% off your midweek stays. 800-257-8550 or GrandHotelKateMay.com. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Jelly of the month. I know. I said Jello. Jelly. I meant Jelly. Sometimes I talk too fast. Jelly of the month. Right. It's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. But Jello of the month is what they give the FBI. Just for the record. Not jelly, Jello. Two different things. Uh, Scott is in Bucks County. Scott, yes, I know you're going to call me out. It's Jelly of the month. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Come on. Come on, Rich. Do you lose your man card for that? <laughs> it's the- it's the gift that gives a Clark. It's the gift that gives on giving. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Appreciate that. You're welcome. You have a great yeah, day yeah. and Merry Christmas. Uh, John in Feasterville. Hello, John. Hello. How are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Fine. Uh, so I, I, I have to back Scott up. That's 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 a pretty big offense, Jello Fair. and Jelly. But Fair enough. You know, I completely understand. But, but really, I've been listening to your... Uh, I don't, at least the people I know, no one trusts these these government agencies, especially the FBI. And and as a Catholic, you know, we get, we take a lot of heat. The Catholics don't really get in an uproar about it. I mean, somebody should be saying, yo, and just as an American, somebody should be saying, Catholic or otherwise, why are you spying on us? Yeah, we, when people spoke up, but they did it to Muslims after 9-11. You know, they were spying on mosques and places like that. And, and the, you know, the ACLU had a heart attack. All these civil libertarian groups are out there screaming about it. And when when it's Catholics, eh, you know what I mean? Eh, who cares, you know? Yeah, we, we take it on the chin and say a couple Hail Marys and, you know. Right, right, exactly that, like that. That's just... Uh, I really want to straighten out the jelly, but uh, thank you. I enjoy listening to your show, so have a have a merry Christmas. Uh, you too, my friend. Thank you, John. Merry Christmas, indeed. Yes, jelly of the month club. In fact, Henry, can you pull up that clip for me from Christmas Vacation? Can you grab that? No, because you probably have never seen it, have you? You probably haven't even seen Christmas Vacation. I have. It's. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's not my favorite Christmas movie. Well, I, it doesn't have to be your favorite. <laughs> well, that's why you know I wasn't sure about the quote. Mm-hmm. I mean, if. If you know that quote, if you've seen that movie over and over and over again, and I just haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I know. I said, I said, I, (laughs) yeah, I know. I'm getting so worked over on Twitter for this. Like there's probably been 500 tweets calling me out for the fact that I said jelly. I I said jello and not jelly. But, you know, really it just, it could have been just the fact that I was just talking fast. Because sometimes I just talk so fast. And I could have said jelly, but it came out like jello, like when I say asshat Hutchinson. You know what I mean? I'm saying it the right way. <laughs> I think you're mispronouncing it. Hutchins. 
Hutchinson. Yeah, Sad Hutchinson. 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 Yeah. Oh. I still think the first name you might be getting wrong, but hey, you were close. A one-year membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. That's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> All year. Come on, find me the clip. Can you just find me the clip? How hard is I've this? I've got it. No, I've got it up, but I'm trying to comb through it, but I can't hear it if he's got his mic on talking. Oh, and turn your mic off, Stannis. Sorry. <laughs> oh, because you're worried about curse words? Well, I just want to get to the part. Oh, right. Yeah. Ah. I haven't seen it yet this year. What What are your other Christmas movies that you like? Oh, you wait. You can't, t- can't don't turn, turn your mic, mic on. on. Turn Otherwise, your mic Henry's going to yell. All right, all right, all right. I'll read. I'll read a list that my buddy I'll put just, up. We'll just. I'm just going to play where I got it right now. Okay. My, well, sure. Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> I can't swim, Clark. I know that, Eddie. <laughs> <sighs> What's wrong? Honey. <laughs> it's bigger than you expected? <laughs> Smaller? <laughs> what is it? It's a, it's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> that it is, Edward. It is indeed. <laughs> All right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It is indeed. So I said jello instead of jelly. But for the FBI agents who mess up and spy on Catholics and other groups, it's definitely, definitely jello of the month. Not even jelly. It's jello of the month. They mess it up even more. Uh, here is uh, Christopher Ray was asked a question about the border. And what's going on at the border? We have all these Chinese people seeking in through the border. Why? Here is a question from Lindsey Graham questioning Christopher Ray, the FBI director, about this. Cut number two. Are you concerned that international terrorism threats to the homeland are rising as the border continues to be broken? I am concerned that we are in an elevated threat environment, a heightened threat environment from foreign terrorist organizations um, for a whole host of reasons. Um, and obviously their ability to exploit uh, any port of entry, including our southwest border, is a source of concern. You know, there's a lot of discussion about numbers, and numbers are important, but let's not forget that it didn't take a big number of people on 9-11 to kill 3,000 people. So while numbers are important, numbers don't tell the whole story, and we have seen an increase uh, in KS, so-called KSTs, known as suspected terrorists, attempting to to cross, uh, you know, over the last five years. Yeah, uh, it's it's a problem, right? Uh, but instead of that, let's focus on Catholics, moms at school board meetings, and uh, our political enemies. Let's 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 focus on on that, right? Obviously, priorities, priorities. Listen, Emmons Roofing and Siding, my great friends at Emmons, you know they are absolutely the best, and I am so. Uh, I'm so happy for all the great work that Emmons has done, whether it's roof, siding, windows and doors, kitchens and bathroom remodeling. There simply is no one better than Emmons. My friends, Matt and Stephanie, are the absolute best. They are so dedicated to outstanding customer service and being there for you every step of the way. 
EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com. Visit the Emmons Design Showroom in Cherry Hill. You'll be able to see all the great work that Emmons does in person. So, you know, when you're with when you when you use the same company for your home over the course of six years, that says a lot. It really does. It says a lot about them, about the integrity, about the honesty, about how they are always there for their customers. And they serve our entire region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. Now, if you have a Jersey Shore home, have Emmons give that roof an inspection. They'll never tell you you need a new roof if you don't. But you see, the problem is minor roof repair. If, if, if you don't get a minor roof repair done, when the cold weather comes, and then, then when the summer comes, whatever damage is done, the, then the, the two forces combine and it's a, it's a mess. So you want to deal with it now before winter really gets going. So just reach out to Emmons today emmonsroofing.com and remember it's about honesty and integrity there's a lot of contractors out there there's a lot of home improvement companies out there but if i kept going back time and again for the to the same one you have to realize it means a lot to me and they just replaced skylights for me at the new home and they're soon going to be replacing my patio door and also our basement door because it turns out that the exterior basement door was rotted the home inspector didn't even pick it up if you can believe that but don't worry, Emmons is on the job, and they'll take great care of it for me. I have no doubts. 856-556-3229. 856-556-3229. And upstairs in one of the bathrooms, it's very old. It's like pink, like 1980s pink. Emmons will be remodeling that bathroom for me very, very soon. No doubt about it. Emmonsroofing.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.